to Internet Marketing for Humans, digestible internet marketing insight and advice to help you grow your business. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Internet Marketing for Humans. I'm your host, Andrew Laws, and I am a human. And I'm very fortunate to have a guest with me today who is also a human who broadcasts to many other humans. So, hallowed guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. Yeah, so I'm Jordan from Artisan Electrics. I um, run an electrical business, but it's a little bit different because we also show everyone what we do on YouTube. So we um, have a YouTube channel where we post three videos a week all about the life of an electrician and uh, featuring various interesting electrical products and um, how to do various installs and things like that. So, uh, yeah, a little bit different, but that's my business, Artisan Electrics, based in Cambridge. Brilliant. So... As listeners can probably guess, I had uh, Jordan come along here today to talk about his YouTube channel as a kind of a case study, very loosely, kind of. So let, let's let's start with with the impressive figures. What, what stats can you can you tell us? And you don't have to be modest here because I know you've worked for it. <laughs> um, so we've got currently. Let me check live. We were about to hit 83,000 subscribers when I checked this morning. 82,959 subscribers as I speak. So Um, close. Yeah, and we we get about a million views a month. A million views. Can you imagine how how, the mind boggles? You couldn't go out and, and meet that many people even if that was your only job. So a million people or a million views of your videos a month. That's incredible. So did this all just happen magically? Did you just wake up one day, make some videos and then find yourself with 83,000 subscribers? No, it takes a lot of hard work. Uh, and it wasn't really intentional to start with. I just set up the YouTube channel as part of setting up my business in 2016. So, uh, you know, like you do when you're setting up a new business, okay, what I'm going to call the business, okay, Artisan Electrics, and then let's claim my name on all the various social media channels. So set up my Instagram profile, set up my Twitter profile, and why not set up a YouTube page as well, you know? Mm. I was a bit, I liked YouTube, but I did watch a bit of YouTube back then, although I wasn't nearly as big as it is today and i thought well, maybe i can use it to post a few little videos here and there that might be interesting to someone so the first video i ever posted was about a 10 second video of a light fitting that had got filled with water and i took the cover off and all the water just poured out uh, i don't really know why i put it on youtube <laughs> it sounds entertaining as a good start yeah it was just a little bit shocking and funny and interesting so i just thought i'd put that on there and probably got, I think even to this day, it's probably only got a few hundred views. Um, but the next video I posted was a kind of, I think it was an unboxing for a tester that I bought, uh, like a piece of electrical testing equipment. I thought, oh, lots of people post unboxing videos mm. on YouTube. So let me do an unboxing for this tester. And that sort of, you know, got a few views here and there. And then I posted another video, which was, a little helpful tip for customers because I used to get called out a lot for customers whose hot water tank um, immersion heaters had stopped working. And about this time of year, actually, when they all, Mm. you know, they start to um, kind of turn the heating on and all that kind of stuff. And then they'd notice like, Oh, the immersion heater stopped working. Um, So they'd call me, I'd go out there, 
press a little reset button on it and then charge them like 100 quid or whatever for coming out mm. and i thought let me make a little video to show people how to do this because they could probably do it themselves and they'd be you know, probably appreciative and if it's not this simple fix then i can still come out and and do a bit of further investigation but at least the first step is solved for them so i put that out there and that video just started to get a lot of views i think people found it really useful and so they left comments thanking me and saying how much money i'd saved them probably a lot of electricians cursing me for <laughs> drying up all their little emergency call outs but um yeah that video got a lot of views and I think up to sort of over a hundred thousand views wow. now on that video, and it still gets views um, even after four or five years of it being posted. So I sort of started to realise the power of YouTube from little things like that. And then one day I posted a video just sort of showing what I was doing on a day, just like what what is my day look like? How I installed some conduit in a shipping container for some sockets. It was an interesting little. Uh, projects i thought oh i'll just put this on there and see if anyone's interested in watching it and it started to get quite a lot of views from electricians who were interested ah that's in, good um, yeah seeing how another electrician works you know and that's where it all started rolling and eventually i thought oh i'll post a bit more and then they got more views and I, it just became a bit of an um almost like an addiction really <laughs> posting youtube videos <laughs> um that's a, so there was there a tipping point then? So obviously you say you were gaining momentum and, and at first you were quite surprised. Did you start to notice some commonality with your videos? Sort of, okay, well, people like this kind of video or, you know, they're less interested in light bulbs full of water or, you know, at what point, I'm interested in what point you start to notice a way forward, I think I could say. Yeah, it was when people started asking for more content in the comments, like, oh, this was a really interesting video. Can you post more? Um, and, and it was the electricians who were asking for more videos. And I think probably a lot of them were maybe learner electricians who wanted to, to improve and learn more. Uh, and I realized that there was this whole audience of electricians on YouTube who were just like looking for content to see how other people do other people do things what kind of tools other people use the amazing thing about it is that when i was growing up doing my apprenticeship i could only really learn from the person who was training me mm. you know so it was like one person who you learn as much as you can from that person but they have their way of doing things they've only been taught by one or two other people themselves and so it's a very narrow kind of learning experience whereas with youtube now you can learn from lots of other electricians and see different ways of doing things which are not necessarily better or worse but just different you know there's there's more than one way to skin a cat as they say and so it's this amazing learning platform where people can just share their ideas and tips and experience with lots of other people and it kind of created this community which i uh, found to be really beneficial for myself because i would often get comments picking me up on little things like, why did you do it this way? Or I would have really? done it that way. Or, oh, that's not very good. You should have done it like this. And so you learn from the comments as well. And you take on board people's feedback. And it, you, I, I was able to improve my own, the quality of my own work as well from some of the feedback that I got. That's a, that's a really interesting aspect to it. I mean, we there, there are quite a lot of YouTubers with many, many subscribers now. And... 
I, I consider eighty three thousand to be to be huge. You know, I would consider that to to be in the upper echelons. Um, there's obviously the stratospheric people like um, Azzy Land and some of the other people my my daughter watches who have, you look and they've got like sixty million subscribers. But but for kind of genuine content, as it were, for for actual instructional and engaging content, eight three thousand three thousand subscribers is huge. But my point is that when I kind of look through your videos, they're entertaining, they're they're easygoing, they're, there's certainly a tone that that leads you on to wanting to watch more. And I don't know if that's something you've developed or it's just you. I've spoken to you obviously several times now and I think it's probably just who you are. Um, but it's quite interesting to to learn that you've been learning from the comments. That that's that's sort of taken me by surprise, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's evolved a lot from the start when it was literally me with my iPhone, just shooting little bits and pieces and chucking it together on iMovie, to now where we've got a cameraman and editor and a whole sort of media production team now who's sort of behind the channel. Uh, and so the the quality and the entertainment value has in, improved a lot. But with YouTube, what it always comes down to is content is king anyway. Mm. So it it can be as amazing production value as you like, but if it's not interesting or entertaining or people don't learn something from it, then it it will flop. Um, so we've always just tried to add, like give give value to our viewers in some way by teaching them something that will save them time or money or help them to improve in some way, but also being a little bit entertaining um, and making it, you know, enjoyable to watch. It's that edu edutainment, we call it, basically, where you you people want to be entertained, but they also want to come away feeling like, oh, I've not just wasted an hour watching some stupid series that has not made me any more in intelligent <laughs> now people want to be able to be entertained and educated at the same time and if you can do that that's really the sweet spot because people feel good about what they've watched they don't feel like they've just wasted some time they've been entertained but they've also learned something yeah exactly it's, it's a good use of time i mean i, I do i was thinking of talking about this with somebody the other day i play computer games but not very often because it always feels like there's something more productive i could be doing but with YouTube videos, if I if I want to learn something that's that's relevant to my industry, I'll absolutely spend an evening watching videos because it feels like a good use of time, but doesn't quite feel like work. It's sort of a, a happy medium between the two. And I'm interested that if, if we sort of look at look at your journey. So starting off with an iPhone, I imagine just sort of holding it in your hand or leaning up against something kind of. Yeah, sorry, listeners, Jordan's grinning here. And and now you have a cameraman and an editor and other people who kind of help you with this. So the journey I see there is that exactly as you said, people came initially for the content, but then you felt the need to sort of ramp up the production values. Uh, was, was that to solve a problem or was it just feel like a natural trajectory? What happens is as you your audience grows, the good thing about YouTube is that you do start to it you start to get an income from it. And so with the ad revenue and things like that, we now we we get an income from YouTube that isn't enables us to reinvest back into the channel to make it better. Hmm. Um so I'm always looking for ways to improve it, make it more interesting, more entertaining, easier to watch for our viewers so that the audience will grow even more um, and that was one thing that I had an opportunity to do I had sort of a friend of one of 
our electricians who was a cameraman and he was looking for some work and so we just tried him out for a few days and the improvement in production quality was just dramatic uh and after that it was like oh we can't go back to just doing it on our phones or a gopro now <laughs> no. so yeah since then we've just we've been using him and it's been great you know it's really leveled up the content from being very niche where i need mean, you know probably electricians would watch it because they're, they're interested in it to actually now we get all sorts of people watching our videos who just find them interesting and entertaining even though they have no relevant like no relationship with the electrical industry themselves they just like to watch our videos that that makes total sense to me i mean i'm um i've been professional film film the uh, film I've made stuff since I was like 15, since we used to edit on an Atari ST and VHS tape decks. And and one thing that became apparent to me at a very early age is production values are very, very important because they connect your videos and your content with people in a way that shaky, blurry, uncomfortable video doesn't. It's the same thing with the design. I've just been in a meeting all morning with designers. The designers will sell you the same things about branding. If your branding isn't sharp and if it isn't representative and if it isn't speaking to quality, then it kind of puts a dent in the overall perception of your company. So I, I can see as well that obviously you mentioned Artisan Electrics at the start and then we haven't mentioned that, we haven't really mentioned the name since because this, this is all connected to a genuine electrical concern. I mean, it, you're, you're not you're not just a YouTube star. <laughs> do, you, do you like that phrase, YouTube star, or does it feel weird? It, I don't like it, and it's something that I've never really wanted to be, and even now I'm like, I don't view myself as like a YouTube star or like famous or something like that, but then every so often I get this reality check because for me it's just like I'm just putting out videos and mm. you know people are watching them and that's it, but you don't actually sit down and think about how many people watch you on a regular basis. And then every so often something weird happens. Like on Sunday, I was in this pub in Gloucester. We went to Gloucester for the weekend and we were sitting down having a meal and this guy looked over at me and smiled from the bar. And it was like, it was more than just a brief smile. It was like a knowing smile, like, I know you. And I just looked <laughs> back and smiled and I thought, it's like, it, that's weird. It's like he knows me or recognises me or something. And then I didn't think anything more of it until I got home, looked on Twitter. And there's this tweet from this guy saying, it's not every day that you have Jordan from Artisan Electrics in your local pub. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I was like, oh man, this is so weird, you know. But it happens more often than than you would think because it's such it's such a weird niche. Like I suppose that I'm famous in a really small niche, which is electrics. Um, but like I'm always getting beeped from electricians' vans and like them waving at me and stuff as they drive past and when really? they see the car and yeah, at the wholesalers, you park up at the wholesaler, electrical wholesaler, and you always get someone coming over and saying hello. You know? Um, uh, yeah, I've, I've known some electrical wholesalers and I imagine you're, you're giving the polite version of the way they greet you. <laughs> they are a, a fruity, spicy bunch sometimes and, and, and we celebrate that. Uh, but going so, back to the electrical company, you're right. Like I didn't ever do this to become like a YouTuber as such. It was more just part of the electrical business and it still is. But it's almost like grown to a point where it's a separate business in itself, but it feeds back into the main business because I think this would be interesting for you from a, a marketing and you know search engine optimization point of view and stuff. What we found is that 
we get loads of work now from YouTube. Mm. And there are various reasons for it. One is people now, if they're looking for something, they look on YouTube. If they want to learn, one of our key services is electric vehicle charging points. And what people do, they research on YouTube if they're looking to get an electric vehicle charging point or an electric car. In fact, that might even be... Um, did you did you did you already know our videos before I met you or not? I can't remember. Do you know what? I I didn't think I did, but I you you kind of you keep saying that kind of you appeal to a niche, but in my experience as any my own content generation, there's a lot of people will be entertained by something that has a documentary type feel. So, for example, have you ever watched a documentary on the BBC about the Tudors or Vikings or something? Yeah, that you don't have a connection with that, you know, necessarily. But it's entertaining. So when I started to watch more of your videos after I met you in person, I started to think I recognised you. And it wasn't just because I spent the day with you a few weeks ago. I started to think, I think I've watched some of these before. So it's, it's pretty, yeah. So that's one of my, well, my only tough question I was going to ask you today is, has it, have you actually generated business for, for the electric, you know, for the, for the electric I keep wanting to call it electric agency because that's always how oh, I think of electricians because you kind of fix a multitude of things the same way I do as an SEO agency. But so the answer is overwhelmingly yes. Your YouTube Absolutely, yeah. work brings work to the agency. <laughs> hey, sorry for interrupting, but we've got something neat for you. If you want to put some of the things you've heard in the podcast into action, we've created a free workbook for you. It's called Build Your Digital Marketing Battle Plan, and you can download it for free at internetmarketingforhumans.com forward slash battle plan. And that battle plan's all one word. So internetmarketingforhumans.com forward slash battle plan for your free workbook to take you through seven simple steps to get your digital marketing up to speed and ready for action. Okay, back to the show. Cheers probably the overwhelming majority of our inquiries now come through YouTube. Um, and that sort of just blows me away really because it's free marketing as such. Like, you know, we're not paying for any ads on YouTube. We're producing all the content ourselves. It takes a lot of time and effort to do it, obviously. Um, but in terms of like monetary value, it's not like you're actually spending money to reach those people directly mm. and yet we get phone calls every single day from people saying i've seen you on youtube i really like the way you work can you give me a quote for this that and the other and it when you were talking about branding earlier that really resonated with me because the youtube channel and the way we present ourselves on youtube is really representative of our brand you know we always try to show off really high quality work great customer service that's what we're all about and you can say that like you can put on your website, oh, we are, you know, we we offer great customer service and high quality installations. But to actually show it to people in a video, that's a whole different level because you can't really fake that. No, it's, it's it's fantastic. I mean, it's it's a core marketing message is is always show don't tell, and it's very difficult as a copywriter not to use the same phrases over and over. I mean, I'm been talking about how brilliant video is for marketing for for years you know even on this podcast there's god knows how many um episodes about that and that's the primary reason for me video 
if we call this video marketing, it, it kind of is. <laughs> um, if we if we think about video marketing, it solves the biggest problem in marketing. Marketing can all be boiled down to solving people's pain problem, you know, pain points. Somebody has a problem, you solve it, and and that works for pretty much any type of company there is in the world. I, just, I got a taxi to the office today. I don't have a car. My pain point is my legs hurt, so I caught a taxi. And with SEO, one of the things we've been doing for years is trying to explain to people that you need to answer the problems people have. So when people search for how do I install um, you know, electrical car charging point, you need to write an article. This is what we have been saying. You need to write an article that says how to do it. And some, sometimes people will be like, no, because that's giving away our intellectual property. And say, well, it's absolutely not. Because you can show people in a good, well-written article how they can do it themselves. And invariably what happens is they say, well, that, there's a bit more to it than I thought. Or that person knows a lot more than I do. Or that person's done it a lot of times, so they are the right person to do it instead of me. And then what, what Google started doing probably about two years ago, I'm a bit hazy on the exact dates, is that when people search for specific questions, Google started putting YouTube videos at the top of the results. And at that point, I went out and bought a better camera and upgraded my sound and video equipment because I thought, right, it's changed, it's happening. It, it's the, the flip has happened and it's now video. And so I'm on a bit of a not a rant, I'm on a bit of a, um, sounds like a, a priest testifying or something. But speaking to people like you, I just really want to celebrate what you've done because you've, you've, you've taken it and run with it and seen the business value to it and above all been consistent with it. Because you, you talk very, very humbly about, you made, a, you, know, you made a few videos with your iPhone, did all right, and now you have a cameraman and, and an editor and it's going quite well. There's there's quite a big chunk in the middle. I mean, were there times where you thought, what am I doing? Am I just wasting my time? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it does take a huge amount of work. And at the start, it was lots of late nights doing all the editing myself and things and not, you know, not really getting anything back. I remember I made a video in 2019 about how much I earned in 2019 from YouTube. And it was like when you worked out the hourly rate based on how much time I spent on it, it was something like uh, like 70p an hour or something. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds Compared about right. to like electrician's wage, which is pretty decent hourly rate usually. Um, so it was, it made no financial sense at the start. But you just keep plugging away at it and eventually it starts to pay off. And it's like you say, I mean, we there's a huge chunk in the middle. We've put, I think, over 400 videos out now, you know. Wow. So that is all that hard work where you don't get paid anything for at the start. Eventually it starts to pay off if you are consistent and you just keep plugging away at it. And that's what we've done. And now it's at the point where it's really a brilliant thing for our business and um, it, it is a business in itself really now we get brand deals with large manufacturers of electrical equipment and tools and things like that who sponsor our videos now so that they can reach our audience with their products and things so it's um yeah that adds a whole nother income stream which is quite interesting too absolutely and i think if you have the ability i'm, I'm talking to to you the listeners now if you have even a rudimentary ability to make video and if, if you understand your business and are passionate about it, and this is key 
because you can't build a channel, you can't you can't build any content in any way whatsoever on a business that doesn't reflect what you're doing. So Jordan, you, you already had a business and you, you'd kind of gone through obviously setting that business up and, and doing things in the right way. Um, so when it came to turning a camera on yourself, the, the work was already there, the, the things that you were doing. So yeah, so listeners, if you've got rudimentary video skills, if you understand your market, especially if you understand the pain points in your market, just have a think. What When the phone rings or people email you, what is the problem they tend to have? And if you know, and I was going to say, if you're fine in front of a camera, it honestly doesn't matter if you're not at the start. Just be yourself. I think you've got to give it a shot. But one word that Jordan's used many times, sorry, I'm now sort of talking to you and about you, which is weird. Uh, one thing Jordan's used a word Jordan's used repeatedly is is consistency. And in my experience, that is absolutely key. I mean, were you consistent from the, the start? I mean, did you... What I want to ask is, did you suddenly see the value of consistency or are you just the type of person that takes a project and sticks with it? Um, up to a point, there was just no order to it. It was like I would just post a video here and there. And then when it when I realized the power of it, then I tried to become more consistent because I did a lot of research about how to grow a YouTube channel. And they always say, you know, every week, same time, same, you know, and then you get people tuning in because they know you're going to be posting a video. So it started off with one video a week, I think, and then it went up to two videos a week. And now we're, we're doing three videos a week and it's every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. So we've got our core audience who, who watch every single video, who tune in, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 8 p.m. to watch our video as soon as it comes out. And that, yeah, that does help with consistency. But going back to what you said earlier about just solving people's problems, our biggest, like our biggest, most successful videos have been the ones that solve people's problems. Like our most viewed video, I think it's just hit 400,000 views and it is 10 things you need to know before getting an electric vehicle charging point installed. And you could copy paste that idea to any business where you think, okay, when I go to do a survey for a customer or when I have the initial meeting with a customer, what are the questions that I ask them? And then how do I explain, you know, or how do I gather the information that I need to tailor make the service or product to them, you know, make five steps or 10 steps or whatever it is, make it into a little video and put it out there. And you'll be amazed how, the magic of YouTube algorithm and Google all tied up together will push it out to people who can benefit from it and you could end up getting a lot of work out of it. Yeah, brilliant, because ultimately you are making Google's life easier. You know, what it comes down to is YouTube, or to be fair, the Google search engine, wouldn't exist if they couldn't answer people's pain problems and they can't do it themselves. They can only do it with our content. And not a lot of businesses, in my experience, make the connection between being the person who can answer the problems and how to put the content out there. I mean, we're, we're talking about YouTube kind of quite a lot, but there's no harm if you're starting out also putting videos on LinkedIn or, or wherever else. I mean, I, I say it's a bad idea to try and do all the things all the time, but if, if you start off by share, spreading your videos around, I think you'll probably find YouTube is the right place to be anyway. So I'd like to talk quickly about how you, how you pick content. 
So obviously we've talked about pain points and this is something as, as a, an experienced qualified electrician, you know, you know, you, you know what, what people's issues are. So if you decide, for example, to make a video about, um, let's just stick with car charging points for now. What's the next step? Do you just go ahead and make a video called that or with that in the title? Is there a research phase between deciding what you're going to make a video about and actually making the video? Yeah, so we have two types of videos we make, really. The sort of vlog, the general day-to-day -day vlog style videos are not very much planned. They're kind of like we book a job in, we get permission from the customer to film the job, and we just see how it goes on the day. And, and then the viewers are like a fly on the wall of whatever, whatever happens, whatever we're doing on the day. But then there are other videos which are specific topics that we would like to cover because maybe people have asked for it or we see a need for it. And I've got a whole list on my phone of just like every time I think of a new video idea that I think would be interesting to people, I jot it down as the idea. And then when I get time, I'll script it out and film it. Sometimes it will literally be scripted and I'll do it with a teleprompter and it'll be just like a talking head video of me talking about that specific subject or other times we'll find a job that would fit to sort of include that subject in and, and we'll film it on site. Uh, it just depends really on the type of video that we're looking to produce. But I mean, it's very, in terms of the actual planning and things are, we're very sort of rough and ready about how we go about things. It's not like we've got storyboards and, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's not really planned out. It's just maybe an idea and a few key points that we want to bring out in the video. And then it just we just film it and see how it comes out, really. I, I think that's a real positive. I mean, I, I say because I've been doing this for a while, I, I come from from the world of... Well, the first short film I made, we storyboarded. I was 16 and we still storyboarded because we, it was drummed into us that that was the way you do things. But I think in reality, uh, any video makers listening to this are probably screaming at me, but I think the reality is with YouTube, humanity is far more important than doing things in the old way. I mean, that's why YouTube has become so popular because there's so much more trust if you're going to talk as Jordan, rather than if you're going to talk as something that's been written by a team of writers, you know, I think people genuinely like that. It's why there's there's more mistrust for some of the very, very large corporate YouTube channels and a lot more trust for channels like yours. I mean, in my opinion, I'm being subjective on my own experience here. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And people, yeah, that authenticity just... That's the word. ...is, yeah. um, is so important. And just speaking in your own words rather than just sort of reading a script that somebody else has written is, mm. is is key. I mean, we've noticed it with our cameraman as well because he's come from a background of like really high-end commercial videos, shooting stuff like really high-quality projects, very expensive, high-budget commercial like ads and things. And it's so funny because he's still having to get used to like us. We just do everything in one take, you know, mm. most of the time, if I slip up or something, I might do another take, but in general, it's like, you just get on with it because yeah. we're trying to get a job done. We've not got time to do a million takes. It's like, you just film as you're going. And he's like, can't believe you just did that in one take. Like I've been with people who it would take like 40 goes to get, <laughs> to get that out. You know, <laughs> um, But it's just, it's never going to be like perfect, but it's real. And that's the the key that people can really relate to, I think. And 
certainly for me anyway i prefer to watch something like that so i try to just produce something that i would like to watch and hopefully other people will too i think you've you've summed up the core message i would tell anybody about any type of content whether it's it's video photo podcast written word anything are you making something that you would enjoy you know ultimately you're, you're making things for consumers for other people but if it's not the sort of thing you're going to enjoy if first of all it's going to come across in a big way as as ingenuous but also it's it's probably not finished if you wouldn't watch it and enjoy it yourself my 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 daughter has a youtube channel as i've had a one knocking around for years that I've not done much with. And quite often, if my daughter and I make videos together, my wife will say, why are you watching your own video? And like, well, because we really like it. <laughs> We're actually kind of quite pleased. It's not an ego thing at all. It's just, you know, you've done a good job if you can enjoy watching your own content. So no, thanks for that, Jordan. That, that's, that's absolutely key, I think. Right, so we are sadly running out of time. Um, is there any one thing that you would like to get across. So if somebody's listening to this and thinking, do you know what? I think I ought to have a go, a crack at this. Do you have one bit of advice to set them off on the path? Just do it. Just get, just get started. That's the, the biggest obstacle is actually starting and don't worry about if it's rubbish or anything, just make 10 videos. If you can just do 10 videos and put them out, um, but even just one video to get you started, then that will get the ball rolling and just try to find things like subjects that will solve little problems for people. Those videos will be really valuable to people and that will help your, you to reach a bigger audience because YouTube is very, very clever. That is absolutely wonderful. And you've given me a good quote for the show notes as well. Um, okay, Jordan, I really appreciate your time today. It's been absolutely fascinating. Um, dear listeners, um, there, there will be links to, to Jordan's company and to his YouTube channel in the show notes. So please do go and visit. They are very entertaining and very interesting videos. So that about wraps it up. So I'm going to say goodbye, Jordan. Would you like to say goodbye? Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, thanks a lot.